You're listening to the City Church Downtown Podcast. Now here's Doug Robbins. Good to see you guys here this morning. You know, we're ready to get rid of the stigma associated with uh, mental illnesses today. So one of the ways we want to do that is through some declarations. And here's how this is going to go down. If you or someone that you love suffers from any type of mental illness, just kind of raise your hand and uh, raise them up and leave them up there just for a minute. And by raising your hand, you know what you're doing? You're helping to create culture within our church or within our city to say, uh, we're not going to stigmatize people who suffer from an illness. We don't stigmatize people who suffer from cancer, and we're certainly not going to do it for people who struggle with mental illnesses. And so one of the things we're going to do is we got our hands up in the air is that others around you, if you're comfortable, put your hand on someone's shoulder who's got their hand raised. And some of you got your hand raised and you're putting a hand on someone's shoulder. And together, we're going to make a declaration. Now, if you don't like people touching you, just give them the a polite tap, and that just means, hey, uh, politely shove off. But uh, anyways, as we're doing that together, let's make these declarations on screen as I point to you. You ready? Here we go. I choose to deal with how I feel. God really does love me. I'm surrounded by people who love me. Jesus, I receive healing from you today. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for these beloved people all around, brothers and sisters, and we're receiving today from the Holy Spirit whatever level of healing, help, uh, endurance that you want to give to us today. We thank you for it. You're such a good God. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said... Amen. So uh, aren't you guys thankful for Humby's message last week on anxiety? Wasn't that good? And in that, yeah, yeah, let's give the Lord for that. And uh, uh, he gave us that acrostic calm that we can remember every time we feel a sense of anxiety, that we can celebrate God and ask for help from a, a person and, and for, from God. We can learn his peace. We can meditate on good things. And since today is Earth Day, we're going to see how God uses nature and the creation for our mental healing as well. In order to illustrate this, I'm going to need the help of a friend of mine. That's why I invited my friend Xander here today. Xander, come. Come, Xander. Xander. Xander, place. Xander, you did so good. Give me five, Xander. Xander, give me five. Don't look at Michelle. Xander, give me five real quick. That a boy. You gave me 10. So good. Okay, so check this out. You know, we all love it when Xander comes out, don't we? Uh, in fact, scientists and neurologists tell us all these great chemical effects that dogs, when we pet them, have on us. So it like releases oxytocin, which slows down your heart rate and your breathing and calms us down. Uh, it also releases like these beta endorphins, you know, it boosts them. That, that's the chemical associated with the runner's high. Uh, then it also releases dopamine, the re reward uh, hormone there, and then also serotonin. So most antidepressants are designed to raise your level of uh, serotonin, and petting Xander does just that. Xander, are you still with us there, buddy? And so, Xander, we're thanking you for all these chemicals that are being released as we pet you. Would you guys join me in thanking Xander for helping us out? High five, buddy. One more high five, Xander. Xander, just one more. Get out of here. Okay. So, I'm a cat owner. And I brought a picture of my cat, Piper, uh, today. She likes to ride the Roomba around the house. And I was going to bring Piper today, but that wouldn't have gone well at all uh, for anyone involved. But one of the reasons I'm grateful for Piper is because 
cat owners enjoy a 30% reduction in heart attack risk. Do you know that? So I'm so grateful for uh, Piper and, and the effect that she has on me uh, medically. In fact, I have three cats, so maybe you can multiply that and 90% lower risk of having a heart attack. Uh, also, when you look at creation like fish in an aquarium, it calms you, it lowers your blood pressure. So it shouldn't surprise us that pet-assisted therapies are helping troubled children and uh, people with autism, people who suffer from post-traumatic stress as well, because animals are designed by God to uh, help normalize our brain chemistry. And we see in the Bible that animals are very important to God as well. Uh, When you look in Genesis, God created Adam and Eve, placed them in a garden and surrounded them with animals. Uh, God filled Noah's ark with animals when there was a, a flood. When Jesus came to the earth, he was born in a manger, surrounded by animals during his earthly ministry. He taught us that not even a sparrow falls to the ground without the Father's care. Jesus, this is the importance of animals. And if you look in, back in the Old Testament in Proverbs, you'll see this truth from chapter 12, verse 10. It says, the godly care for their what? Animals, but the wicked are always cruel. And what we'll see in the Scriptures today is that all of creation, including the animals, are designed to give praise, glory, and honor to God. Let me take you to Psalm chapter 148, verse 7. It says, praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures in all ocean ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do His bidding, you mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures, and flying birds, all are designed to give glory and praise to God. And so if you struggle from any type of mental illness, or if you don't consider yourself to have mental illness, but you're just trying to maintain good mental health, or if you're assisting or helping someone who does suffer from a mental illness, I want you to know today that all of creation and nature is designed to help us with healing. That includes animals and plants and uh, uh, trees and water and the sky above us. And Romans 8 tells us that all of creation is groaning, ready to be, anticipating being released from the clutches of sin, decay, and death in our world. So I'm going to ask you this question. How many of you love animals or nature, like going to the beach or going out to rivers or the trails or any of that. And of course, many of us raise our hands when we, because we love all of that. And could it be that the reason that we have such an affinity for nature and animals and all the creation is because it's a pathway to God. It points us towards God. Nature is a spiritual pathway. And we see that in the Bible in Romans chapter uh, 1. Look at verse 19. It says, they know the truth about God because he's made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. So the creation actually helps us to see, experience, know God, know of His ways. And so if our series declaration has been, I choose to deal with how I feel, then I think it would be appropriate for us to make the declaration today, 
I choose to take nature's medicine. So when I point to you, can you out loud with me make that declaration? Here we go. I choose to take nature's medicine. I choose to take nature's medicine. And today, hopefully we'll be able to make this connection between the creation in nature and our mental well-being and our mental health. Now, I'm not promising you today that if you go on a camping trip, you're going to be healed of bipolar. We understand that there are many facets to our healing, right? Sometimes it's meds and counseling and the like. But what I am suggesting to you today is that if we can have regular doses of nature in our lives, then it can lead towards better uh, mental health. And so um, we're going to see today that we need to take nature's medicine because nature is the language of God. When you read throughout the Bible, you'll see the Bible authors describing our relationship with God in terms of gardens and vines, rivers, trees, light, soil, um, even water. So the Bible story begins in the early parts of Genesis with Adam and Eve created in a garden, and there there's the tree of life that they were not to, that they didn't get to eat from. And then at the end of the Bible, you're going to see this other tree in Revelation, the, the tree of life there. Um, but between those trees, there's another significant tree that I'm going to mention to you later on in the service. But nature is so important to our overall health that we're told to be good stewards of creation, good stewards of creation. In fact, when you go back to Genesis, you would see early in the garden, the first commandment that was given to the humans was tend the garden. Tend the garden, take care of it. And then as you go further into the Old Testament, the Bible, you would see this uh, command towards sustainability in Leviticus. Look at Leviticus 25.2. It says, the land itself must observe a Sabbath rest before the Lord every seventh year. So part of sustainability uh, was for Old Testament farmers to stop and let the land rest uh, every so many years. And there's this other passage in the Old Testament of the Bible in Second Chronicles that I've often quoted. And it's Second Chronicles uh, 7.14. We'll put it up on screen for you and read it in just a second. But um, I've always taught this passage to be about a uh, religious sins being forgiven or uh, moral sins being forgiven and healed. But look at this passage. Let's reread it. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will heal their what? What's that last word? Land. It's like there's this connection between our healing and the healing of the land, the healing of the environment here. And what happened to the Jewish people is that they actually were forced to no longer farm their land. You know how some people just want to continue to suck all the nutrients out of the land and uh, continue to produce, produce, produce for profits. And that's what the Jewish people were trying to do. But look at what the prophet said in Second Chronicles 36, 21. So the message of the Lord spoke through Jeremiah uh, was filled, fulfilled. The land finally enjoyed its Sabbath rest, lying desolate until the 70 years were fulfilled, just as the prophet had said. So it's almost like the Lord was saying to the Jewish people, if you're not going to give your land a rest, I'll create a scenario where you can't farm your land, and now the land is going to get the rest. If you won't rest it, I'll do it for you. See, God cares so much about our creation our planet, 
our environment. And so, uh, when people can't enjoy nature, here's what happens is environmental heroes will rise up. And one of those to me is Majora Carter. She leads the Green the Ghetto movement in New York City, and Majora fights for environmental justice in the South Bronx, and she shows how uh, minority neighborhoods suffer. In fact, her area in the South Bronx handles more than 40% of the entire city's commercial waste, and they have a sewage treatment plant there, four electrical power plants, and over 60,000 diesel trucks come in and out of her area uh, every week, and they have the lowest lowest ratio of parks to people in all of New York City. And what this leads to is a disproportionate percentage of obesity, diabetes, asthma, and guess what else? Mental illness. See? So one day while Majora was jogging with her dog, you know, sometimes you take your dog for a walk and other times you have a dog who takes you for a walk and her dog drug her into an area, and there were a lot of weeds and garbage and trash in this area, but she noticed she could see the water. So she rolled up her sleeves and started to work on this particular area to fix it up, and she created the Hunts Point Riverside Park, which became the first park in the South Bronx for more than 60 years. She leveraged a $10,000 seed grant and created a $3 million park that people are enjoying today. Isn't that great to clean up uh, a part of the world like that? And you know, one of the things that's getting us is that particularly with younger people, people aren't going outside as often as they used to. In fact, according to the Environmental Protection Agency, the average American spends 93% of their lives indoors. So if you break that down, 87% of life is being spent inside a building, then 6% is spent uh, in an automobile or a car transportation. That only leaves us 7% of our entire lives that the average American is spending outdoors. And God created us to be outside more than that didn't he? In fact, the effects of this, neuroscientist Dr. Andrea Michelli says that there are two effects here. The positive effects of a single exposure to nature, like if you go outside in your garden or spend time in the yard, it'll last you seven hours after you've had the nature experience. You'll get the benefits of nature for seven hours after it. And then the second thing she noted is that those who are... uh, I guess, more prone towards mental illnesses need nature more than the rest of us. So if you have a potential leaning towards depression or the like, you have to make sure and be intentional about getting outside more. So I think we're all seeing we need to take nature's medicine. All of us need to do it. But it would be real easy for us to talk about this today and then get all religious and legalistic about it and say, well, you have to spend more than 7% outside or you're not loving God properly or whatever. And that's not what God wants to do to us. God didn't give us these truths to put another burden on us, but he put it on us to help us, right? And so that's why I want to encourage you today to just take one step. Take one step to take nature's medicine today. 
And I'm going to throw out some ideas on screen for you just to kind of jog your minds to get you to thinking about how you can take nature's medicine. For some of you, um, I know Humby would love this one. Some of you need to start a tribe, a nature tribe, where you go outside with people and I don't know what you'll do outside. You can pray together outside. You can study the Bible together outside. You can just run around outside for all I care, but just get outside together and you can go uh, sign up in the lobby to start a tribe of some sort. You could also open your curtains a little more and let the sun shine in because some of you I know suffer from allergies and the like that keep you from going outside as much as you would like to go outside and just open the window uh, if you can or open the curtains or the blinds. Spend daily time in your yard. Maybe it's time to start that garden that you've always wanted to do or start planting some landscaping to get you outside in your yard. Some need to adopt a pet. And so kids are nudging their parents, see, see, dad, that's why my kids will not be coming to church today. Uh, but, but you might, may need to be uh, adopting a dog or a cat or maybe going to the pet store and buying an aquarium so that you can lower your blood pressure when you look at the aquarium in your house. Uh, others need to walk or ride your bicycle more. You'll use less fuel and uh, you'll pollute the air Less. In fact, uh, I was uh, telling some friends backstage, I was able to ride my bike to work five days this week, and that's practical for me. It's not for most of us, then I can't ride my bike to work every day uh, for practical reasons. But when you can walk or ride your bike, do it as much as is possible. Encourage your kids to put down their iPad and go outside and run around. Particularly younger generations are struggling with going outside and experiencing the creation. Uh, then you can take a bag and pick up some trash when you go uh, outside as well. Um, you can go to one of our, uh, our parks around the city. We have some great parks in San Antonio. Like uh, on the east side, there's Lockwood Park and there's Woodlawn Park. There's on the west side with the great lake and everything. There's Hemisphere Park that our city's put a load of resources into uh, to get people outside. There's one of my favorites is um, the Japanese Tea Garden. Uh, next to Brackenridge Park. It's pretty close to there. Uh, there's the River South where a lot of us like to ride our bicycles. It's like you're in the inner city, but you feel like you're in the country. Others of you like to go River North up near the Pearl, but whatever you do, get outside. When you do, you know, if all of us were to just take uh, one HEB bag and just put some trash in it, you don't feel like you have to clean up the entire city by yourself. But what if all of us in all of our four services today just took an HEB bag out today and just fill it with trash and put it in the proper receptacle? We could make a dent. We could make an impact on our city and uh, the cleanliness of it and help our environment a bit. But here's what I want to ask every single one of us to do today. Because you know, if you don't do it today, you'll forget and you'll never do it, right? Today, can you go outside Today, can you enjoy nature's medicine? Go outside, and I want you to take a picture of yourself outside, take a selfie or take a picture outside with yourself, with your dog, whatever, enjoying nature, and uh, I want you to hashtag it, nature's medicine. So go outside, take a picture, hashtag it, nature's medicine, then get off your, your phone. <laughs> and the reason I want you to do it is because what it'll do, if all of us, think about all of us in this room and all of us in our services today, if we all do this, it'll inspire other people to get out and get the vitamin D they need from the sun and enjoy creation, won't it? So we, we don't want to shake the finger at people, but we want to say, hey, here, here's nature's medicine and cast a better vision for their lives. So as you spend time out in nature looking at the trees, remember 
those significant trees in the Bible. In the Garden of Eden, there was the tree of life there. And after the humans sinned, God was gracious enough to post an angel there so that they did not eat of the tree of life and get stuck in sin and decay forever. And then if you fast forward all the way to the end of the Bible, at the end of Revelation, you see a tree of life there, and we can go and eat of it and have eternal life and have complete healing from every single disease and every single problem. And how is it that you get to eat of this tree, the fruit, from there? It's because of another significant tree that happened during Jesus' day, look at 1 Peter 2, 24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the what? Tree. He died on the cross, the tree. And here's, here's why some of you needed to know about that most significant tree, the cross. It's because God through nature has shown you that he's there. And through the tree of the cross, he wants to show you that you can have a love relationship with him if you'll only believe that Jesus died on the cross for you. And so I felt it would be totally appropriate right now for us to just stop the service and bow our heads and close our eyes and pray. Because we know that God, by his spirit, who's always working all around us, he's working right now. Someone was brought here today to know God. Is there anything more significant than that? And so what I want you to do, maybe you're sitting in the video cafe, maybe you're trying to hide out up in the balcony, but you were brought here to know God today and I want you to just talk to God in your own heart right now. Just say to him, God, I know I've sinned and I need you. And right now, the best I understand it, I choose to believe that Jesus died on the cross on the tree to pay the penalty for my sin. Thank you, God, for coming into my life. God, we're grateful for all those that just prayed that. And as God, God, as we continue to bow before you in prayer, we want to thank you for what you've done through the creation. We thank you for the truth in your word that the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authority, so that in everything he, Jesus, might have the supremacy to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Thank you for the power of the cross, Jesus. And even though there are demon evil spirits that would seek to destroy our environment and destroy our mental health, we realize that Jesus, we have power over them because of the cross. Thank you, God, that he, Jesus, forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. 
And so right now, as the shepherd, one of the shepherds in this church and those who pray in the Holy Spirit, we take authority over the dark forces that are trying to bring mental illness and destroy people's lives. You demon spirits have no right here. The cross forces you demon spiritual snakes to get off our people. The cross keeps you from making them cut themselves. The cross keeps you from making them hate themselves. The cross keeps you from terrorizing them at night. The cross heals our people from depression, anxiety, bipolar, schizophrenia, and suicide demons your hold is gone and it's being taken away even today the cross keeps you from blinding people from the gospel of christ the cross awakens the sleeping giant the body of christ at city church downtown who are rising up as prayer warriors to pray down the forces in the air the cross protects our marriages our children our friendships our health the cross frees us from bitterness unforgiveness jealousy rejection and fear and so we can, as we continue in prayer, I want to ask you to do something bold now. Here in just a second, when I stand you up to worship, I want to invite you to come and kneel and pray because for some of you, I want to come and put a hand on your shoulder and pray for you. And there are other prayer leaders here at the church that are uh, going to be empowered to pray, put a hand on your shoulder and pray for you as well. So let's stand together and worship. And if you're suffering in some way or you're praying for a relative, I want you to uh, literally take a step of faith and walk down here and literally take a knee before the Lord on these carpets up here and begin to pray. And we want to pray over you as well. So let's worship God as we see him work in our midst today through his spirit. you, Lord. I just love that picture in the scripture that you've given us that it's like you leave the 99 to save the one. And it's like, I love it how just you were going to individuals today and speaking prophetic words and uh, giving encouragement and releasing us from evil and healing our bodies, our minds, our emotions. And we thank you that you're like the X factor in all this mental health stuff, because like you can just say, Hey, uh, I'll heal right now. <laughs> And you don't have to like go by anybody's process, Lord. You can just do it in an instant. And sometimes we're given the endurance to make it through, but other times you just heal us and we receive that as well. But for however you do it, we gotta give you credit. We wanna give you glory and honor because you're just so good. And I pray now that like a wave of identity would come across our church today, that people would quit seeing themselves the way that the enemy is trying to speak into their minds. It's like, we're not worthless. We're not stupid. We're not ugly. We're loved and cherished by God. Like, you know, individuals that we're, we're like the apple of your eye. You catch every one of our tears in a bottle. And you've given us identity as sons and daughters, you know, of the living God. And we thank you for that identity. And we receive that today. We're not receiving all the negative day. We're just receiving the truth of your word. That we're your beloved. And we thank you, you're such a good God that you would touch just normal people like us. And we receive every bit of healing you want to bring today. And we pray all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Everyone said, Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit citychurchdowntown.com.